Hey everybody, this is Brandon Henderson and you are listening to Nomenclature. My guest today is Hannah Pilkus. Hannah is a hilarious comedian. Um, check out her videos online. Uh, she does a lot of really funny impressions and uh, a lot of really great stuff. She's a stand-up comedian and uh, performing all over LA uh, all the time. She's been featured on Vulture and Comedy Central and she's an Independent Spirit Award nominee for her performance in The Woodsman alongside Kevin Bacon. Um, she chose for her word, goblin, which I feel like is apt, uh, not that I think she looks in any way like a small, deformed, uh, warded up creature, but I do think that some of her comedy is, is impish and mischievous, and uh, she's a lot of fun, had a really great, conversation with her. Um, I feel like it was uh, more high energy than any conversation I've had so far. Uh, I think that's partly her personality and also partly the fact that I was two or three margaritas deep when we started the conversation. So it was a lot of fun. I hope you have a good time with it. Um, please enjoy this episode of Nomenclature with Hannah Pilkus. How's, uh, how's your night going? It's good. Um, a park just opened up by me. Um, so I've been going, I'm not, I don't know how to paint, but I've just been bringing paint and painting every day, which has been really nice. <laughs> Perfect. I love, I love how the bar has lowered so extremely low. Oh yeah. It's like, Hey, I can, you know, I can walk into a uh, Starbucks now. That's not even possible, but whatever the, the lowest right. possible bar might be is the most it's, exciting thing I can think of doing. Right oh now. yeah. I do the drive through Starbucks and it feels like I'm at a casino. I mean, I'm not a gambler, but it, I feel like <laughs> I, would, I would liken it to that kind of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever felt excited at a casino, I would totally understand yeah, what it I is mean, you're <laughs> speaking of. It's usually, usually whenever I'm in a casino, I feel like uh, I'm very close to, to death. You know? Oh yeah. Me too. You know. I feel terrible. Why is it so depressing in the casino? It is in a most, the most exceedingly depressing place. I think it's knowing that most people are not going to come out winners. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> it's that everybody's lying to themselves. Yes, exactly. And yeah, like that of all places you can spend your hard-earned money, it's there. I don't know. It's yes. just so smoky and sad. Well, and everybody's so, I don't know what it is that attracts such old old people you can go in there at three in the morning and there's you know 80 percent of the room is uh, an octogenarian for sure they're so old i, I truly <laughs> i know and yet they have oxygen tanks but they're also smoking <laughs> the guys oh. yeah they're living on the edge they don't uh, they don't care at that point though i understand i understand like my wife and i have talked about if we get past a certain age we're gonna go to Cabo or something and just overdose on some sort of hallucinogen. Is it, is it Little and, Miss? Is Little Miss Sunshine, where the grandpa's just like hopped up on so many drugs, and I'm like, you know uh, what? I get it. Like, why not try it all before you go out? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, what what are you really sticking around for at a certain point? 
Um, you know, if there's, uh, if there, there's any old people that ever listen to this, they're going to be like, you know, fuck you. Um, I have reasons <laughs> to live. <Yeah. laughs> I know, like, if you're old, you have no reason to live. Right? So. <laughs> That's exactly what we're saying is uh, you get past a certain point. You might as well just kill yourself. I mean, I'm pulling no. on my turtleneck and going gee in case any older person is watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, thanks for doing this. We're, we're already recording. We're going to town and we just dive right awesome. into this. Um, right. I appreciate you, you taking the time. This is a weird, um, little, uh, idea that I've had for, for quite some time because I'm a, I'm a massive dork and I, I like words. And I also think comedians just get obsessive over words and phrases and ideas anyway. Totally. But, uh, you know, the idea of sort of choosing a word and, and getting real um, detailed on it and uh, focus on it for a little while seems seems appropriate but um, uh, you know f first of all before we dive into uh, your word that you chose which is goblin by the way which seems like a fantastic <laughs> choice and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I think it's very applicable to you which may sound offensive but I'll explain to no you no no I think it's fully on brand yeah <laughs> <laughs> when we get into it but um, uh, how are you managing the end of the world right now? I'm asking everybody this and nobody cares anymore, but uh, I feel uh, required. Uh, I feel like because it's been, what is it, almost 50 days, it, it is just not like, I'm not saying I'm happy every day, but I've just adopted, you know, my sleep's weird. My mornings yeah. aren't really mornings, but my, my mid-afternoon, like my workday is just like four hours later now, you know, and most yeah. of the time I'm writing anyway. So I just have Zoom meetings. I have made all my writing sessions 90 minutes max because my back can't handle, you know, like two and three hour writing meetings. Also, I just like, after staring at a screen for three hours, I'm over it, you know? Yeah. So, there's, you know. A, there's a point of no return where it's yeah. like, we're all, we're all kidding ourselves that this is in, in, in any way effective anymore. Oh let's, yeah, totally. Let's all admit to ourselves that we're lying and this is a bunch of bullshit now. I think it's funny. I bet a lot of people are working from home and realizing they can do a seven, eight hour day in two, you know, when, if, if they really want it bad enough. Um, oh, yeah, let me I, tell you. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I've just been kind of tricking myself into thinking like little reward systems. Like if I have wine, I put like berries in it and I'm like, I'm happy it's summer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's the right idea. You know, I think reward systems are good. The worst part for me is, you know, my, my wife and I, we're, we're blended family. So between the two of us, we have five children. Wow. Uh, which is, um, should be illegal, but we do. And <laughs> the worst part is that, you know, they get their schoolwork done. Like, especially like the two older boys, they're 13 and 15. They get their schoolwork done by like Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And then they're just done. And wow. you know we're we're like no spread that shit out so that you don't talk right. to you, you know we we totally. like some some space but they get it done so quickly like it's really making me wonder what the hell are they doing in school I mean I know what they're doing I went through school it's 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 not a lot it's a lot of like hey stop stop touching each other don't right. smoke in the bathrooms <laughs> you know whatever right. But, so much wasted time and and it's the same thing with the office like you go into the office you're doing three or four works three or four hours worth of work that's actually and then you're surfing you know Pornhub I mean that's what most of us do 
work, right? Oh yeah, you know, 100%. <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, whatever yeah. your site is, you porn, Pornhub, I don't know what you you poor yeah yeah but i think uh, but then to to your point about pornhub for the to take it to child edition if you take out <laughs> yeah. hormones and like people of the opposite or same sex to stare at you know mm -hmm. you can get all your work done in 40 minutes so oh. <laughs> like, yeah, if, if you're not repressing a desire to masturbate i mean you can get a lot <laughs> you know you're really highly highly efficient <laughs> <laughs> really highly efficient we're on to something i feel like People know too much about me mm -hmm. now. Um, so one of the things that I do with everybody um, that I don't tell them about beforehand is I do a little bit of, in addition to their word, I do a little bit of research on their their name, just because I mm. find it interesting. And I choose, you know, first or last, and uh, or maybe both. It just depends. But I uh, I chose your last name, so Pilks. Mm. That's right. I'm saying that right here. Yes. Pilkis. What Pilkis? Yeah. Oh, did I? Oh, okay. I'm stupid. So Pilkus, uh, you'll be very excited to find out that in 1940, uh, Butler was the top job for people uh, in the U.S. named Pilkus. Wow. It sounds, again, very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any butlers in your family? You know, no, but we don't like to clean, and that must be from trauma. So <laughs> there's PTSD from all the buttering that you've been doing. It was just like this weird random tidbit that I found while I was trying to kind of dig into stuff that uh, you guys like to polish cutlery, I guess. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we really took a uh, an opposite approach in the later generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, also in addition to that, uh, for some reason, uh, Pocus has an unusually short lifespan as a group of people. Oh. So I don't know what the number is, so I can't really tell you what you should expect um, for when you're going to die, but uh, apparently it's unusually short. So wow. congratulations, or I mean, it depends on where you are. I mean, maybe I've beaten emotional them already, journey. you know? Yeah. You could have. I mean, maybe it's, maybe the lifespan on average is 22 and you're already above. <laughs> yeah, I'm essentially in old age now. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, is your family like family history type people? Like they're like uh, looking at, uh, they're like family crest and family motto types or are they like, uh, there's no discussion? Um, you know, I mean, I do kind of like to like, I think we block out some part of it because they were Dutch and I think there may have been some Nazi involvement, which is like horrifying. <laughs> so in that regard, are we digging deep into the crest? I think we're avoiding yeah. Um, but, but I do know, I know that a couple people died really young and then, uh, but then my grandpa was a chain smoker up until he was 93, truly right. smoking in his retirement, in his tiny ass room, no, with the door closed, just hot boxing. And mm -hmm. you know, I have the, I have the lungs of a 76 year old at 28. So, you know, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> none of it makes any kind of sense. I mean, that's... <laughs> That truly is the case. Like everybody's got some uncle that lived 107 and they were like shooting heroin. They just right, did it exactly. for some reason. And then you, you know, fall downstairs and, and <laughs> off you go, you know? Yeah, exactly. My, what a uh, really warm podcast we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite kind of podcast to do. Is the, mo <laughs> the more morbid we can get, uh, the better. <laughs> exactly. My, my wife's uh, ancestry uh, 
it makes me so happy. Uh, th- th- that's not the right way to say it. Actually, that's a really bad lead in, but it does. <laughs> she's got such a racist ancestry. <laughs> and the thing that's so funny about it, because so she grew up in the South, she grew up in Virginia, and she has like KKK in her ancestry and all this oh, terrible, no. terrible stuff. It's so weird because she is truly the most empathetic, liberal, like bleeding heart person I've ever met in my life in the best possible way. Uh, but she came from this just crazy, like wild mob type of terrible, like everybody's like, you know, got a, their, their cars named the General Lee. I mean, to this day, I mean, they're still that way, but she's just, I don't know how she sort of, she's this weird anomaly. Dodge uh, them, yeah. Amongst all these people. I shouldn't say all, oh, there's some really wonderful people. <laughs> if my mother-in-law ever hears this. Yeah, they're like, how dare you? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, similarly, my family, my parents are like, I, except I know exactly why they're a byproduct of that. My mom grew up in the super, super deep conservative South and, yeah. you know, ran for the hills, went, went to Salem College for all women and then was like, nope, and left and, you know, studied theater and moved to New York to be a waitress and go to naked parties with my dad, which they've told me, right. you know, vividly in detail about. Um, but yeah, my dad's from Holland, but yes, you know, both of them were kind of went in the opposite direction of however they were raised, um, and just leaned into the, to the liberal. <laughs> so your dad was, was born in Holland? He was born and raised in Holland. He was around 19. Yeah. One of, of set, so eight kids, four brothers, four sisters, all on a farm in, yeah, rural Holland. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he had, does he have like really good English, but also... Like there's certain words, right? Like toothbrush and just like the way he talks, he's like very like a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's fantastic. It's sort of like uh, if he was part of that sort of like Nazi stock. That is the one thing that was always confusing to me about like the Germans and and whatever that were uh, Nazis and and horrible horrible people. Is the inflection always went up? It's like I'm from I'm from I'm from Canada, and so. Our accent is, you know, the the stereotypical accent is very like, oh hey, you know, oh mm-hmm. how you doing, you know, and very very pleasant and and non threatening. And I feel like uh, a lot of those dialects were also that way. It'd be like, oh, I want to murder you, you know. It's very, right. you, no, totally. you'd I be mean, confused. That Jojo Rabbit was so funny to watch all those kids because they're, you know, they're like, Hell Hitler, but they just are so delightful. And you're like, this, yes. and then inevitably they're like, wait, we're, this isn't the right thing, you know? And they come to, yeah, luckily, uh, luckily my dad has only retained the accent and none of the, you know, ideals and ethics of his grandpa. <laughs> none of the, um, uh, the desire to murder uh, exactly. Jews and pe- people of color. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I would hope that my boyfriend's um, Jewish, so... <laughs> Yeah, that would be bad. No, I wouldn't support that at all. Um, Jojo Rabbit, what a I, I love that movie so much. I loved it. Oh, so good. That's so good. And they start dancing at the end. It's oh. it's it's great. That uh, you should... Circle glasses, the best friend who they just always hug when they see each other. Oh, yes. <laughs> it it makes me think. I, I uh, my my son, uh, my stepson, and and one of his best buddies. Um, make me think of those two kids all the time so i'm like you guys hug each other and they're like gross but uh it was it's such a lovely movie um but uh a couple of other things uh, about your family name as well Mm. that that was was cool one thing in particular um 
and I do like the, the potential juxtaposition of this. There was a guy named Gilbert Pilkington. Okay. Apparently, uh, Pilkus came from Pilkington, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, so he was thought to have written the story of Robin Hood and Little John. Oh. Or he just copied it. <laughs> okay. So it's, okay. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one it was either. He's uh, this, this visionary writer that created this story that has pleased generations and generations of people. Or he's a hack. He, or he's a <laughs> hack and he just, he just took it from someone else. So. You know what? And at least he, at least, either way you, you swing it, he appreciates good writers. So. That's right. Um, wow. So that's something to sort of put, uh, you know, a feather to put in your cap is uh, <laughs> Gilbert. Gilbert, I mean, Pilkington. I mean, with the, ex with the exception of Gilbert Gottfried, um, Gilbert does in and of itself sort of smell of a hack. I mean, doesn't, doesn't Gilbert sort of sound like? It does. It do it, it's, it's not a name that can quickly be trusted, I will say. Yeah. No. Yeah, Gil, Gilly. I mean, nothing there is, is right. me think. Right, so right. Great. That's to think that he did steal. Oh, man. Yeah, he's a thief, um, <laughs> which is which is nothing to say of of me. Like I, I last night, I so I got asked to do this um, uh, online comedy thing, but it was like a pre-recorded thing, and just like right. six, sixty seconds for the Instagram. And uh, so the concept that I came up with was uh, I'm gonna. It's basically because I'm just lazy and I'm now an alcoholic. Apparently, is aren't we um, all? I get it. Good lord, I'm telling you, I. Uh, uh, I basically just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell the one joke several times over the course of 60 seconds, but I'm going to get in, increasingly more drunk oh, as I go. So I just basically drank for six hours and tried to tell the same joke. Like, Was times. it funnier in the end or the beginning? Um, <laughs> I, I honestly can't tell. I, I, <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, uh, Tom Green uh, in the Tom Green show being like, I've been told that I'm funnier when I'm drunk. And he just basically, he didn't do it the same joke over and over. He just was like, I'm just going to drink and get shit faced. And it was not funny at all. It was just him being very sadly drunk, but I love it so much. I love to watch it. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was probably just pathetic is probably my guess. <laughs> but you know but, what? Maybe funnier to some. Yeah. I, I hope so. But you know, we all, we all do. I was basically hacking myself. I was just yeah, trying to be the same joke over no, and over. This is a real time of exploration. And you know, if it means getting to right. figure out if that's when you're your funniest, it might be troubling if that's the case. But you know, these are the, these are the sacrifices we make as comedians. This is right. Now, <laughs> now my, I'm curious because like, I love uh, the videos you put out. And truly, like sincerely, I wouldn't say this normally because I'm a narcissist and I want anyone else to succeed <laughs> but I you're so funny um on you know the videos that you're putting out um do you feel like there's been a big shift I mean obviously you're not doing stand-up right now but mm -hmm. do you have you felt like a significant uh shift in what you're able to put out into the world or does it feel like you know I'm already pretty doing pretty good with these with these videos oh. that I'm putting out I think that just what people are, I mean, strictly video speaking, obviously I'm not doing, you know, a live show every other day of the week. So that's bizarre. I'm doing a lot of like Instagram live shows and more podcasts as of recent. Um, but 
I think humor right now is a kind of a finicky thing. And so you can't really read into like something that's more abstract that isn't pertinent to what's going on. I've just noticed people have like less patience or interest in right now. And I get it. I feel yeah. like we are so saturated with it. I mean, the other night I have a rule where I don't bring my phone into bed and I broke the rule the other night. I was just reading the LA times, every article, every grim article I could almost like a junkie at 1 AM yeah. in the morning with my eyes frying. So I feel like comedy wise, um, I've tried to kind of touch on, I don't know, or poke fun at how I've been feeling, like leaning into that a bit more, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a bizarre time. Like I know people need to laugh, but what they're laughing at is, is very specific right now. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. And people, I, I don't even know how I'm reacting to it. Cause it's like, I feel like if, I don't know. There's two sides. So on the one side, I don't want to think about any of the COVID anything. And right. so I want to just, I just want somebody to tell me like a really good, I don't know, some a good, great masturbation joke or something that has nothing right. to do with any, anything. But at the same time, it's like when I'm reading, like I notice myself, like I'm reading Twitter or something, all the jokes that are being thrown out. Um, if somebody's just throwing out something that doesn't have to do with it, I'm like, come on, man get in right. the game, tell me a joke that has to do with what's happening right now. So right. I don't know. And, and also there's a lot of talk. Like there's, I've had a lot of comedians. I don't know if you've seen this. I feel like I've seen a lot of people that are like, Hey, when we're back in clubs, no COVID jokes. You know, if you do mm-hmm. COVID jokes, fuck, fuck you kind of thing. Um, That's kind of a hard rule to instate though, because I feel like, is it? which I feel like too. Yeah. I don't, I, I see that. I see the side of it where it's like, yeah, I already kind of feel overly saturated on it at the moment, and, and yet I can't get enough. But I just think mental health and neuroses and just who we are as people is going to shift so much that it's going to be impossible yeah. to not touch on it. I, I don't want to hear about, like, quarantine jokes nonstop, but I, think, I yeah. think it's unfair to say, like, to remove this part of history from the comedic zeitgeist, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, and the thing is, it's such, like you say, it's, it, it, it truly, I mean, it's zeitgeist plus, like it is certainly, yeah. you know, the current temperature of the culture, but like this thing is going to like shift the clock, you right. know, for the future. And yeah. like, like locally. So I live in, I live in Park City, Utah, where they do like Sundance oh, and all cool. that. And so our, my local club is Wise Guys, um, which is, I always have to put a plug out. It's owned by Keith Stubbs. He owns three clubs in the state. It is really like the only place for great comedy in the state. And they, they had to temporarily lay off like 70 people because he's got three clubs in, in, uh, in Utah, wow. which is just such an, an insane, heartbreaking thing. But they're you know talking about coming back online but what the way they're going to do it is all their servers are going to wear masks and gloves. They're going to have disposable plates and cups for everybody. They're going to social distance. They're going to like only have, I think something like 35% capacity. So everybody's really spread out and wow. they're not, they're not going to require the audience to wear masks, but like if you want to wear it, obviously. And <laughs> like, as a comedian, I can only like, I'm going to stand on stage. I'm going to look out into the audience and it's gonna be full of people wearing masks and they're gonna start laughing yeah. and it's gonna look psychotic, it's right? Gonna you're not gonna be able to, you're gonna look completely insane. You're not gonna be able to see any smiles. You're just gonna see wide eyes. And I'm gonna think everybody's gonna murder me. I'm 
of course you're going to make a comment on it. I mean, even if you're trying your hardest to avoid the situation, I mean, how the hell do you stand in front of a room full of <laughs> gloved, masked people and not say right. some, something, you know what I mean? I feel like instead of us making rules about as soon as, why don't we all just focus on how we're going to navigate until, you know, it's kind of like, Truly, we have yeah. no idea how we're going to feel once we're out of clubs. Maybe all we're going to do is want to do is shout from the rooftops and get catharsis from being able to process what happened in a funny way, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be scary for a while. You I, know, do I think too. it's going to be like, okay, we can do this, I guess, but should we be doing this? Like, there's still a lot of question of whether or not it's responsible, at least to me, like to even do it at all. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, it's, it's undoubtedly going to be a uh, kind of tiptoeing around it time. Yeah. It's a, uh, man, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird moment in time. Um, yeah. This feels like the right transition to talk about the word goblin. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so, so like, like I said, I mean, nomenclature, uh, just like naming anything is always seems weird to me. I mean, they're just sounds, but I like, um, not to sound like a, like a massive uh, douchebag, but it'll quickly pull back because I cannot make any money from it. I, I have a, I did a master's in writing. Mm -hmm. So I spent all this time doing like, like, uh, like grad level, uh, grammatical theory classes that are mm -hmm. um, like I, I had a, a professor what was his name I can't remember what his name was who wore white socks like gold toes white socks with Birkenstocks and yes. he definitely was boning the hottest girl in class all the time so he's oh. real classy he's a real classy fellow um, wow but he also thought grammar was like the funniest like he had a lot of grammar jokes you could tell he had like he had his his routine of grammar jokes that he would pull out of his pocket every semester type of thing um, oh my gosh. but you know like language is fascinating and there's a grammatical theory that like we can't think outside of what we can form into words like it's not yeah. possible to mm -hmm. think beyond that and so you know looking into like why words came to be there's like you know, onomatopoeia makes the most sense to me just because it's, you know, you're trying to make a sound that replicates what you see, what you experience, what you hear, you know what I mean? Um, like cock-a-doodle-doo, you know, that's, right. that seems, uh, that makes sense. But then there's a lot of really crazy words that just have nothing to do with anything. Somebody just said things and I always want to know why. But first of all, you chose the word goblin. Tell me I why. did. Um, I have been enamored and obsessed with Jim Henson and, oh. uh, like puppetry, uh, fairy, like folklore because of growing up in Holland as well. There's a theme park called the Efteling and it's like, they say it's not modeled after Disney, but it was made around five years prior to Disney was Disneyland, okay. um, or Disney world. Um, and it's, it's all the folklore and fairy tales as they were originally before they've been commercialized in any way. So it's yeah, got so a very like, enchanted kind of dark, but very wonky, mystical, you know, like there's mushrooms that you can sit on that talk to you. There's, there's trolls, there's fairies, there's, uh, 
the the um the little canteen area all these dutch chefs are dressed up so it's very cartoonish um mm -hmm. and yeah i mean the goblins in labyrinth have always been like just always evoke instant joy and yeah enchantment in me i just i just think it's like something that in america we don't have as much of an appreciation for but like that really tugs at my dutch roots and my european yeah. roots for sure i've always loved um and i feel like jim henson particularly um i love that you bring that up um first of all first and foremost because of david bowie's bulge in the lab oh yes yeah oh mm -hmm. good lord <laughs> um but i uh i feel like for some reason you know western culture has tried to like sanitize the darkness out of legends and fairy tales and kids stories yeah and just made them very you know made them very sanitized made them very like there's there's some danger but not really it's all fine it's okay a lot of those european right. legends are they're really dark you know there's kids getting murdered and getting eaten alive and getting beaten in a sack or whatever it is that's going on. Right. Um, a lot of racism as well. What's, what's the, uh, isn't that in oh, Holland? God. What's, what's the, the, the guy in blackface? Oh yeah. Holland? I mean, certainly not Christmas proud time? of the fact that there's Santa Claus and then there's Black Pete who is. Black Pete. But, but their, their defense of that is that he has like <laughs> stood from cleaning chimneys, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's a little, it's a little late for that guys. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, it's chimney soot. It has nothing to do with our exceeding raisin. Gosh. Um, yeah. But I do love that. I love, um, because there's, there's, uh, there's smatterings of dark. I mean, darkness is a real thing. I mean, that's something that exists in real life. And to try to sanitize that seems disingenuous. And it's, it's, it's like homeschooling a child, you know, it's like their expectations yeah. of everybody that homeschools right now. And here's the thing though. I'm going to tell you, uh, all of my preconceived notions about the bullshit of homeschooling has been confirmed since having to homeschool kids. Mm. I, I, mean, I have no desire whatsoever to uh homeschool any children ever but yeah um, i i don't understand what could compel someone to want to do that <laughs> no it, it, i mean kids need to be out and learning yeah. about uh, sex from other 12 year olds they don't need right. to... and go make mistakes <laughs> independent of your parents like don't ha have it all in one place yeesh yes exactly you need to know what timmy did with jessica down right. behind the uh, shed that's exactly. how you learn about life. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, you remember uh, the Dark Crystal? Of course, yeah. Yes. This is my like my favorite Jim Henson film ever. I know they did like they've been doing a reboot on like uh, they I don't did, know, yeah. A friend of mine was the main voice. Yeah. Really? Which 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 voice? A, the, a um, friend of mine, Natalie, the main girl in Dark Crystal. Um, what? She also just as a human has like one of the most velvety, beautiful English dialects that I've ever heard. It's just enchanting. Also, yeah, I guess that's my word of the day besides goblin is enchanting. But enchanting. yeah, her voice, her voice is like listening, taking a yin yoga class <laughs> for your ears. Yeah, that makes me extremely happy. Like that's, that's <laughs> the best uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon I've ever had. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, one, there's puppet nudity in uh, The yep. Dark Crystal at the beginning, which, I mean, how can you go wrong there? Yep, totally, totally. But I feel like it's, like, really, like, one of the closest things, again, to kind of pull it back to, like, the, the European 
uh, uh, fairy tale thing where, uh, you know, they were able to tell a really dark, it's a very dark story. It is, but also it's not, it's not so frightening that I couldn't sleep at night. I just think there's like a, right. even just in like the aesthetic of that kind of fantasy that's like this overgrown mossy, it's just like messier and more ethe- also ethereal somehow at the same time. But like, mm-hmm. like androgyny and like, they're not shying away from the nudity. It's just like, it's not making you fear certain things. It's, it's rather like leaning into that so that as a kid, I don't feel like I had a lot of nightmares from that stuff. I more was like, just the world seemed bigger. Like, I just didn't feel like everything was a saccharine or something, you know? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Kids experience really crazy, horrible things sometimes. You know, I remember yeah. as, as a kid in particular, I could never trust an overly, you know, saccharine story. You know, right. something that was overly positive, which is probably not a great, there's some psych- psychologists that will be listening to this that will think, uh, well, first of all, uh, I'm assuming that there's not many people listening right now, but uh, they will listen to this and be like, you know, figure out how uh, incredibly messed up I am. But <laughs> right. there was something always disingenuous to me about pure happiness. You know what I mean? Life, yeah. you know, part of life is darkness. And being able to watch something like that as a kid, yet there were moments of fear. You've got the, um, what are the bird guys called? I can't remember that are all chopping at each other in the dark crystal. But, um, uh, Oh yes. Them? I don't, I can't Skeksis. think of it at the top of my head, but they are horrifying. Yes. Skeksis. 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 Yes. yes. Something like that. Um, you know, you could have those moments of fear, but then know that there's the ability to kind of overcome it and, and move beyond it. Um, I loved that part of the storytelling and, and, I love that you chose this this word, and and honestly, what was really interesting in, in researching the word is that it's really not shifted that much since it started. Like the definition, mm. usually words when I'm I'm looking at them have sort of they generally have a, a kind of an extreme shift in definition. The goblin has kind of just been what it is. I mean, it's mm. uh, first sort of appearance that I could find was around 12th century French was uh, okay. uh, sort of go- gobelin. I don't know how to pronounce it in French, but um, it was essentially a, a king of the gnomes and it, uh, the king of the gnomes inferiors were named goblings, like uh, G-H-O-B-L-I-N-G-S. So goblins. Okay. Um, but they were essentially what you and I would probably think of them as, which is kind of like you know, diminutive, maybe green, you know, maybe long noses and ears, a little mischievous. They could be, uh, you know, kind of the opposite of what a, like a fairy or a sprite is, you know, a fairy sprite is, or a sprite is, uh, um, you know, good and going to kind of guide you to something positive. Whereas the goblin is uh, mischievous and evil and maybe trying to trick you, maybe, a, you know, kind of a trickster type of person. Right. Um, and and that really hasn't hasn't changed all that much since since it started, which is interesting to me. Um, and the particularly fun part is that female goblins are hags. Um, oh, really? Interesting. And, and, and crones. Those are that's what female <laughs> goblins are called. And uh, a group of goblins is is of course a horde. We all know this. This is this seems um, general general knowledge at this point. Um, and then, 
<laughs> I don't I don't know what that. Um, and then it, almost every culture has their own version of a goblin. Okay. Um, and an interesting one was in Zimbabwe. Um, there is a, a their version of a goblin is called a I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this a zvikwambo. And a zvikwambo. Yeah, zvikwambo. Z v i k w a m b o. Zvikwambo. Um, ah. <laughs> Be, this is a horrible, horrible detail, and I'm going to put all the weight on your shoulders to respond to this <laughs> in a way that's <laughs> that's in any way good. Um, so, uh, Zvikwambo, one of the things that they had here was like if the child was ever born with any kind of disability, it was because a Zvikwambo uh, snuck into somebody's house or, or whatever and uh, 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 raped the mother while she was sleeping, and that's why. Oh, they had God! <laughs> A disability. That's not mischievous. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. There, there are levels. So, in I'd Holland, like to change my word. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Holland, they're impish and, and a little evil and a little weird. Uh, right. In uh, Zimbabwe, they're rapists. Wow. May, well, you know, but you could just say that for just people, no matter where you go. Some, some are mischievous, some are That's, um, That is wow. very true. Yeah, the impish is what I, is what I <laughs> identify with. Wasn't ra- not the rapist? That's not... No, yeah, not, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so what I was saying at the beginning that I, I do love about... Let's ignore... This is not a great segue. Uh, let's ignore the rape of rape, uh, the rape of the, the Zimbabwe uh, uh, goblin, and let's focus on the impishness. I I I think one of the th- things that you know in your videos and stuff, you have such a, a kind of like twinkle in your eye. You've got a, a little bit of a um, uh, whether or not you're doing this intentionally. It, uh, you've got a little bit of like a message to tell with some of the stuff that you're that you're saying. Even if right. it's tongue in, che- tongue in cheek, there's something back there that's sort of saying like, uh, you know, there's a reason for my sarcasm. There's a reason for the over the topness. I'm uh, I, I'm poking fun at a maybe a not great thing that I'm seeing in day to day life, kind of thing. Am, am I making right. a fair assessment? <laughs> yes, yes, totally. So I I felt like uh, your choice of the word seemed apt because of those reasons. Yes, absolutely. I, I just feel like it's like, also, I like this idea that a, a goblin could be, like in Labyrinth, for example, they're just like hidden in your closet. Like they're, they're ready right. to transport you to like a world beyond your wildest dreams, you know? But they're also like the inner child within us, the little mischief, the, the, the danger, the, yeah. Yeah, you know, my, uh, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. We live, we live in an incredibly beautiful spot. I mean, we're, uh, I think Park City is around 7,000 feet above sea level. Oh, gorgeous, in, yeah. Yeah, we're in the middle of the mountains. Our, our front door overlooks this uh, you know, ski park. And we, we're very lucky to live where we are. And we, were, we, we take walks a lot, especially these days. Uh, also because we're old because you know, running seems like too much but <laughs> yeah we walk up the, around this neighborhood that, that kind of goes deep into the mountains up above our house and um you know we were talking about how you know wh- when i was a kid i would have died 
to be in an area like this. I could have spent months just wandering around with a stick and yeah. imagining, imagining the fairies and the goblins and the wizards and whatever that are lurking in the woods around here. And right. I've been so entertained with my own imagination. And for some reason, that shit is gone. You know, I, I can't, I can't return to that space anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't know what happens. I, I'm sure it's just maturity and some, you know, medulla oblongata bullshit. But <laughs> I think it's maturity, but I think it's also like there isn't anything for adults that quenches that. You know, it's like okay, you're gonna yeah. go sip and paint, or if you're going to a theme park, it's for your kids, or. Yeah. Like I, I, I just watched Christopher Robin and we actually turned it off because it made us really sad because the idea is that Ewan McGregor like has lost his pl play, his element of play. And yeah. we turned it off because it had been like an hour and a half of the movie and he still hadn't found it yet. And we were like, well, this makes me sad. <laughs> When's he going to be happy again and not so cynical? And yeah, I think it's a reminder that, you know, it's, you have to kind of, I think that's why I like comedy is to continue to create that play for myself and that I don't have to like super abandon that, the magic. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I think it's, you know, it's like you go to your work and, and then your reward is like, go have a drink or go, you know, go to a game night or something. But yeah, there's nothing like, even just today painting again, I was like, man, it took freaking quarantine for me to go take a set of paints and paint a piece of paper, you know, and, yeah. and be like a kid. Um, but yeah, I, I just think societally there's not really that much room or, or grounds for that kind of thing. Yeah. And I honestly think um, in some ways it's why <laughs> it's why people have kids, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I look at oh, my, sure. yeah, I, I have a six year old daughter and she's to me the most magical thing in on the earth. Like mm. she's, She's this uh, train wreck of a person. <laughs> she uh, farts more than a, 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 a long haul trucker. She's so full of just like uh, magic. She yeah. she sees things that aren't there that I know of. You know, she imagines things. She um, she encourages her older siblings. She's got four older siblings and. She pushes them all to kind of come to her space. And I, I just, you know, I, I try to sort of see things through her as much as I can. Because I, I do, the, the weird thing about it too is like, I remember being her in a way, you know, I remember being that age, but I don't remember what it felt like to be that age. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can, I can uh, cerebrally be like, yes, I was six. I have memories from when I was six. I remember imagining crazy things, but I don't have like the feeling anymore. Totally. But when I, when I see her, you know, get so excited about something or get so angry about something or get so, yeah. um, you know, passionate or like just be so full of love like she can get, it, uh, that's the closest I feel like I can get to that that space again and it's absolutely a I lovely guess, thing I that's beautiful I guess it's also looking at that and and like reframing this belief system that it's maybe it's okay that then you're you get to sort of instill that in your your kin your kids your family like the whole reason that I'm fascinated with gnome culture is that my dad 
growing up in Holland would would take me through the forest and say like, oh, did you just see the Nomi ran by really yeah. fast? And so I would always be looking everywhere to make sure I didn't miss it. And, yes. you know, my older cousins before <laughs> they had kids, I think that that was a big catalyst to have kids was they would take me and we'd go camping in France and, you know, everything was an adventure. Like nothing was too big or too small. And that's the thing too. Yeah. You can be enchanted by just a game of soccer on the beach or, you know, a beautiful drive or a really fun song. And I, yeah, I think that's... It's like maintaining that magic, yeah. I I, I love that so much. I, I I remember as a kid, I would be like fourteen, and my dad would be at Christmas time. He'd be like, "Did you hear the hear the footprints on the on the roof? That's it's definitely Rudolph." And my dad, mm-hmm. yo, I'm fourteen. I'm, I'm well, I'm well beyond the age. And he'd be like, "No, I I definitely saw." My dad like held out. He still kind of holds out. I'm fucking almost forty years old. He's still like, I don't know. I may have seen Santa yesterday. Um, and I, I roll my eyes, but then I, I remember being that age as a teenager, like, hmm, you're full of shit. But then there would still be a part of me who'd be like, maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe, Santa, oh my God, of maybe Santa's up there. You know? It's as like anything's possible. As I can be. Yeah. 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 Which I, I love. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful lie. I, it's a line that I can that <laughs> yes. I can support. You know, I know. When I first found out, I remember I felt so betrayed. And then the older I got, the more I was <laughs> like, "Oh my God, what if they'd never told me that lie?" And and if yes. I'd been robbed of years of just, you know, not not being able to sleep a wink, and then falling asleep, and I was the only kid that would sleep till noon on Christmas. <laughs> that was just yeah. the way my family was. But, but truly, just oh my God, what what a what a one! What a beautiful, amazing time as a kid is Christmas time. It's just, oh, so thrilling. Yes. M- well, minus Black Pete, minus minus the the, <laughs> the Dutch blackface. That's that's your that's the magical memory you have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Sh- sure, it's fine. You know, Hannah is a racist. It's fine. No, I'm not. Devil. I don't support Black Pete. It's fine. I it's okay. Um, I support Black people, no. not Black Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. No, I, uh, but that's 100% true. It's still why I love Christmas or certain holidays or whatever it is, is because I can remember what that felt like and I kind of see it through kids yeah. and things like that. So it's a, it's a lovely, it's a beautiful thing. So um, uh, Hannah, the, uh, you are a goblin. <laughs> I um, am. Congratulations. Thank you uh, so much. I'm I'm I the think. goblin, the Dutch kind of goblin, though. See, we're learning a yeah. lot about what things we want to pull from each culture. What do we like? Yes. <laughs> That's right. You got to pick and choose. Right. Um, but uh, thanks so much for for doing this. This has been super fun. It has. Um, thanks for having me. Really lovely. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks a ton for for talking about words and, and stuff with me. Totally. Can't wait to tune in for the next one and uh, stay safe and, you know, stay, keep your magic alive. (laughs) (laughs) I will do my best. Likewise. Bye.